you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Greetings and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Everything you need for Week 5 domination. Get you set going on the weekend with a full recap of Thursday Night Football. Some big news coming out of that. We'll tell you what that means for the future. Jamal Lewis stops by. Going to talk about the decline of the 300-carry running back and some guys he thinks are on the upswing. Likes and dislikes. Adam Ranks has all his big Week 5 players. Some spot starts. Players you may never start again, but this could be the week. Some big starts and sits. And Akbar Bajabiamila and Adam Rank, two 4-0 teams in our Fantasy Experts League. They're going head-to-head. We're breaking down that matchup and more. Greetings and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano. Fantasy Ninja himself, Akbar Bajabiamila, Adam Reich, Marcus Grant, going to join us in moments. Got a big show today. Jamal Lewis is going to stop by, but Fabs, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month here at the NFL. We're remembering one of our own. Yeah, we're doing the show with heavy hearts this entire month, uh, remembering Natalie Packer, who is one of our own, who lost her battle with breast cancer earlier this month. Natalie, we, we miss you. All right, and Natalie's aunt and uncle did a phenomenal thing, raising enough money to donate an ambulance. And they said every time this ambulance goes to save somebody, it will be because Natalie was born. Great things, hopefully, coming out of this as well. Very sad story. But as Natalie would want us to do, we move on. It's NFL. We talked about her in the game last night a lot. If you watch the game between the Bills and the Browns, we get you caught up on all the highlights you may have missed from a night ago. E.J. Manuel, Brian Hoyer, very intriguing quarterback matchup, first quarter. Bill's opening possession, it's Fred Jackson going in for the one-yard touchdown. Suddenly, Fred Jackson's fantasy value going way he up. He is the goal line back for Buffalo did now. I, did I mention him? I have him on my team. <laughs> I, I didn't mention him. I think you're going to mention him about I, ten I times during the show. <laughs> Ensuing Brown's possession, it's Hoyer scrambling for a first down. He's had a terrific start to his NFL season. Unfortunately, this will be the final play of his 2013 year. He is on the ground, an awkward tackle, a torn ACL. He's done for the season. Brandon Whedon would come in and play for the Browns. He would play pretty well. Here he is handing the ball to Willis McGahee, who had 45 carries last night back for 45 yards. (laughs) Yeah, he averaged 2.7 yards per carry, which is awful, but he scored 13 fantasy points, so we'll take it. Less than two minutes later, Browns punt returner Travis Benjamin. Now this kid right here is dynamic. 
How about well, that I mean, Cleveland Browns defense and special teams last night? Well, you talk about raw speed. I mean, that 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 gave you some points right He's there. He's quick on the defense. There you go. Six fantasy points. You played the Browns defense. Bills now. First possession of the second half. It's C.J. Spiller on my bench, on your bench. Here he goes. I'm screaming. I no! told you not to put me on the bench. <laughs> I told you. But, I mean, that's 75% of his production on that It doesn't run. matter. It's fantasy points. That's all you care about. We'll have more on Spiller in a second. Later in the third quarter, Bill's driving. Here's E.J. Manuel now scrambling for a first down. But he gets injured on the play. Man, what is oh, up with these Manuel grabs his knee. It's a sprained LCL. He's going to miss a few weeks. Very some reports that the Bills didn't like what some of the Browns players were saying after he went down. So Jeff Toole comes in. The smart play handing off to Fred Jackson. Six line more fantasy if, points. if you're like me and you play Fred Jackson That's because, two. <laughs> <laughs> because of Adrian Peterson being out, you're good. And here's Josh Gordon, 37 yards. Ooh, get, catch it, catch it. So talented. No matter who's thrown in the football, he, he performs fast. If you drafted Josh Gordon, you are smiling right about now. And Fourth quarter, Browns lead by six. Jeff Toole. Picked he off won. by T.J. Ward. See ya. He goes 44 yards for the touchdown. 37-24. Browns is your final. Browns defense, Fabs. Browns deep. We talked about them. They're up and coming. Yeah, they were a top 10 defense going into week, week five because of this matchup, because of the quarterback that they were facing. Here are your Browns fantasy performances from week five. Browns defense with 18. Josh Gordon performing well. Willis McGahee's got to go back in your lineup. And even Brandon Whedon came off the bench. Not a lot of prep time. Still had a nice night. Jordan Cameron had a down night. We'll have more on him in a second. But Gordon's a guy, Fabs. Obviously, no matter who throws him the football. He had a big breakout type year last year with Brandon Whedon. He was good with Brian Hoyer. He's still good with Brandon Whedon now again. So keep him in your lineup. He is seeing a ton of targets. And that stat line could have been even better, Jason. If you remember on that first drive, Hoyer hit him in stride and he dropped the football. Could have been an 80-yard touchdown. Even still, a very nice night with over 14 fantasy points. Now, where's Willis McGahee for you now? Because obviously you have to start getting him in your lineup. He's the only guy carrying the football. Yeah, well, 26 carries, Akbar. I mean, that's huge. And he's available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, yeah, 26 carries. But even if he doesn't get 26 carries, you know because of his size right now, he's about 235, 240 pounds, they're going to give him the ball down there near in the red zone in, in the goal line touches. So Willis McGahee is starting to slowly come along now. All right, bad game for Jordan Cameron, who's the number two fantasy tight end. Concern for Jordan Cameron, or can you just throw this one away? No, you throw this one away. This is going to happen. They game plan against Jordan Cameron. They weren't able to get the ball to him. He was looking at a lot of double coverage as well. So I, I think this is one that you just got to say, Jordan Cameron's still my guy. All right, Buffalo Bills. You can no longer say C.J. Spiller is 100% your guy, but at least he's still in the mix. Fred Jackson was the big night with over 21 fantasy points. Spiller with 12. Dan Carpenter, who's a kicker now that's getting a lot of opportunities. You can want to pick him up if your kicker is underperforming. But Fabs, Fred Jackson suddenly, we know Doug Marone likes the two-back system. He brought the same system from Syracuse with him, same offensive coordinator. Now, Fred Jackson's value, where's it at? And we poo-pooed him because we heard sure. all about C.J. Spiller being a featured back carrying the ball until he throws up. But Fred Jackson has been the better back so far. And dare I say, if you have a handcuff with Fred Jackson and C.J. Spiller on your team, you may be starting Jackson over Spiller at this point the next time the Bills play. Now let me give you good news, or let's spin it forward for you if you didn't play C.J. Spiller last night. Number one, there was nothing to suggest that Spiller was going to have a breakout game. He was injured all the way till game time. They were hoping he could go. He only had a couple of carries before he broke out with that one long touchdown run. So there's nothing that say, boy, if I could go back in time and do it. Because, Fabs, there was nothing there to say, yeah, you could play him with confidence. Again, he had that one big run. If you, if you leave that run off of his stat sheet, uh, fantasy owners are just up in arms.
today. Yeah, he's really a number two running back or even at this point a flex seeing what Fred Jackson's situation is with the Buffalo Bills. Now, as far as Robert Woods goes now with E.J. Manuel out, Jeff Tools throwing the football, Akbar, he was coming on. Can you still trust to play Robert Woods? You know what? That, that really does affect Robert Woods and his production because Jeff Tool, we don't know what his makeup is. I saw him in college when he was at Washington State. You know, not all that impressive at Washington State. Now with the Buffalo Bills, how much are they going to be able to put into him? Where is he going to be? Is he going to be looking for that number one guy to be Robert Woods? Or is he just going to say, hey, look, I'm going to go into check down Charlie. And who's going to be their check down Charlie guy? Well, Stevie Johnson got hurt last night, yeah. so we don't know the severity of that. And you know me with the USC wide receivers. <laughs> Woods would have been a guy no, no. certainly This is a up, special kid. Now. But, but Jeff Toole looked bad last night. He looked bad. Yeah. So uh, Robert Woods' value, a little bit stagnant for me right now. Right, so there you go. There's your Thursday night football recap. Don't forget Sunday night, a special edition of Thursday night football. Phillip Rivers looks to continue his resurgence as he leads the Chargers into the black hole to take on Terrell Pryor and the Raiders. Chargers, Raiders, Sunday night. 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Pacific, live on NFL Network. Now let's send things over to Rankin Marcus for more of the latest latest news today. Thank you, Jason. Marcus Grant and I here with your latest fantasy headlines for Friday. The Indianapolis Colts are concerned Ahmad Bradshaw might need surgery on his injured neck. The New England Patriots have signed Austin Collie, released tight end Zach Sudfeld. Running back Stephen Ridley missed a third consecutive practice on Friday with knee and thigh injuries. And with the Patriots' Stephen Ridley not being able to practice this week and not being a very effective overall, backup LeGarrette Blunt looks pretty good. Looks like a solid option for week five. Do you start him? I think you start LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, you, you look at the running back waiver wire, it's a pretty barren wasteland at this point. Stephen Ridley hasn't seen the end zone except to run on and off the field before and after games. That's about it. LeGarrette Blunt. Is the guy getting most of the carries for the New England Patriots? If you have a running back on by this week, and there's a lot of them, but maybe a guy you go pick up. Very sneaky flex play. The injury news for Colts running back Ahmad Bradshaw doesn't seem too promising. Anytime you're dealing with head or neck injuries, timetables can become uncertain. With that, the Colts acquisition of Trent Richardson a few weeks ago looks pretty good, and now... What do you do here with Ahmad Bradshaw? Well, I think at this point you've got to let go of Ahmad Bradshaw. You've got to use that space to pick up somebody else, find some help off the waiver wire, maybe a guy like LeGarrette Blunt that we mentioned. But Trent Richardson is going to become the guy. He was going to get phased in anyway. This just makes that go a little bit faster, and I think you say goodbye to Ahmad Bradshaw. As we saw LeGarrette Blunt owned in less than 10% of NFL.com leagues, another guy to potentially take a flyer on this weekend if you're banged up at the running back position or if you're just hurting because of the bye weeks. It's Rashad Jennings. Now, it's not looking good for oft-injured running back Darren McFadden, who is officially doubtful for Sunday night's game, which you can see here on NFL Network. What do you do with him? Do you play him on Sunday night? I'm very nervous about playing Rashad Jennings. In the past, when he has been the guy, he hasn't performed very well. I know there aren't a lot of running back options out there, but I feel like there has to be something better than Rashad Jennings. Maybe you pick him up. But you got to really be hurting to play him. Not a lot. Not a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Bears wide receiver Brandon Marshall hasn't practiced a majority of the week with a foot injury, but all signs point to the Pro Bowl receiver lacing them up on Sunday. Any concerns over Marshall this weekend facing that revamped Rob Ryan Saints D? There is concern, but you're also starting Brandon Marshall. I've got Brandon Marshall in the league. 
I am concerned about him. He hasn't been uh, playing particularly well the last couple of weeks. He's been injured. I know they're looking his way a lot, but Alshon Jeffrey is starting to get a little right. more attention in that offense. And you do worry about that Saints defense. They're not the pushovers they were last year. Rob Ryan's got them playing very well. He's got Kenny Vaccaro in that secondary. He's doing good things. You worry about Brandon Marshall, but you play Brandon Marshall. Let's take a look at some more injuries here. Jamal Charles blisters on his feet. It's because he's been scoring so many fantasy points for me. He's hot. You see Darren McFadden, as we said, he's officially doubtful. You see the Patriots there. Danny Amendola is on this list each and every week. Miles Austin, another guy who continually shows up on this league. Is it Terrence Williams' time in Dallas yet? I don't think it's quite Terrence Williams' time. I think Jason Witten starts to get a few more looks. Des Bryant, obviously, is the man in that passing game. You may see more DeMarco Murray out of that backfield. You see Vernon Davis, Rob Gronkowski, the tight end position is pretty rough. But we were talking a majority of the time here about running backs David Wilson, here's a guy that a lot of people drafted in the second round, third round at the latest. Great matchup this week against the Eagles. What are we doing with him? I think you're playing David Wilson this week. If there's ever a week to start him, this is the one against that Philadelphia. Be. If he doesn't do it now, I don't know when he does it. On top of that, you've got a Giants team that's 0-4. They're not doing much of anything on offense. I know they got Brandon Jacobs back, and he may see some carries, but he is not going to be the future of this offense. He's kind of a stopgap measure. If you are Tom Coughlin at some point, you got to trust your young running back. I think he puts David Wilson in. I think he gives him the football. And I think this is a week fantasy owners can trust him. Real quick, what about Eli Manning? I think you start Eli Manning this week as well. Same with the matchup. If he can't get it done against the Philadelphia Eagles, when is Eli Manning going to get it done? This is the week you play it. He's never going to do it if he can't do it against He's <laughs> exactly. got to break out at some point, right? Has to. Has to. All right. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, we're running through Sunday's matchups and breaking down that one game that's guaranteed to put up a plethora of fantasy points. And later, the 2003 NFL Offensive Player of the Year and longtime fantasy stud Jamal Lewis, he stops by to talk shop and discuss the decline of the running back. Is fact or fiction? We're back right after this. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Here's your early slate of games. Some interesting defensive matchups. Seahawks and the Colts. you got Andrew Luck going up against that Seahawks defense. Chiefs and the Titans. Well, all the good stuff we said about the Chiefs defense, that goes double for the Titans, especially coming off that big game against the Jets last week. Late games, don't forget Chargers Raiders, 11.35 p.m. Eastern. You can see that game right here on NFL Network. Then Monday night, Falcons and the Jets. Empty your bench of Falcons. Play Steve Barkowski if you have him on your fantasy team. Now we're going to take a look at our fantasy matchup of the week. And to no one's surprise, the Lions and the Packers at the top of that list. And we're going to match up the quarterbacks. And, Rank, look, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, so he has the advantage. But Matthew Stafford has been having a great season. I will tell you to start Matthew Stafford this week. He's got a great matchup. And I know a lot of people in 10 to 12 team leagues drafted Matthew Stafford as possibly their backup quarterback. That's why I'm imploring you now. Make sure he's in your starting lineup. The Packers have given up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. He th- nobody throws the ball more than Matthew Stafford the last two seasons. He has led the league in that category. Make sure he's in your lineup. So many people, questions about running backs. Can you start a Packers running back? Yes, you can start Eddie Lacy and start him with confidence. He's been back at practice this week. James Starks is banged up. This is Eddie Lacy's job, Marcus, and this is why they drafted him. He was on the road to being that breakout game. 
this could be that breakout game for him. Start him, at least get him in your flex. Yeah, absolutely. This is the time you want to get Eddie Lacy there. This is the reason the Green Bay Packers drafted the guy. I will say this, though. Jonathan Franklin ran very well when Lacy was out. He's not a guy you're going to play, but he may be a guy you pick up and stash as a handcuff if something happens to Lacy in the future. All right, we all know about Calvin Johnson. Akbar, the big question, will his touchdown streak continue? You, you see his eyebrow right here? Absolutely. <laughs> Calvin Johnson will continue to uh, keep this streak alive, and that's because he's going up against Tremont Williams and Sam Sheldon. This is a, a mismatch. I mean, when you look at his frame, the way he plays the game, he's going to go up there. And not to mention, this Packers defense is ranked 28th in passing defense, so I, I think this is they're going to struggle keeping up with Calvin Johnson. All right, full disclosure, Akbar's eyebrow did absolutely nothing. Here's your Packers what, 19, or your 2013 wide receiver stats. Randall Cobb has been who you thought he was going to be. So is Jordy Nelson. If you drafted him, he has come through. And here's James Jones, Marcus. You talked all about him preseason. You weren't a big fan of James Jones. He's had that one big game. Can you trust him this week? You've been itching to ask me about James Jones. I know that. <laughs> I said before the season to beware the magical season. I know Michael Fabiano likes to say it as well. He had 14 touchdowns last year. I said he wouldn't approach that. So far, I'm sticking to it. Just one touchdown catch this year. But... You're probably playing him just because the Packers wide receivers, those guys can go off at any time, and you don't want to have James Jones have that big game, and he's sitting there on your bench. You're playing him as a flex option, and you're hoping for the best this week. Fantasy projections for this week, powered by EA Madden. Big days from Stafford and Aaron Rodgers. And there you go, Rank. Reggie Bush, 19 fantasy points projected. He's been playing like a first-round draft pick this year. Absolutely. Can we cancel the nonsense that Reggie Bush is not good as a running back? He's averaged over five yards per carry this season. This guy can run between the tackles. He can catch the ball. He can do so many good things. And if there's somebody in your league who's in this sell-high mode on Reggie Bush, take him to the cleaners. And Reggie Bush even said it took him five years to realize what defense is like to do now. He's playing as good as he can. Lions and Packers may be our fantasy matchup of the week. But don't forget, there's no shortage of big games going on this weekend as well. Go to NFL.com slash Pick'em to see the full lineup and join our weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. Select winners for every game on Sunday and accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. Sign up today at NFL.com slash Pick'em. Now here's our own NFL Fantasy Pick'ems for Week 5. Akbar, Chiefs, and the Titans could be a big defensive struggle. Give me the final score and the players you're watching fantasy-wise. Well, I'm going Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC powerhouse right now. 5-0, they win 21-14. to And the one guy I'm looking at is Donnie Avery. I believe Andy Reid is going to continue to uh, get the ball to Donnie Avery. And that's because when you look at what kind of routes is he running, he's running a lot of those drive routes. That's right behind the defensive lineman, right in front of the linebackers. And when Greg Williams sends a lot of that pressure towards Alex Smith, Alex Smith has got to get rid of that ball. He's going to be looking for Donnie Avery. On the other side of the ball, I'm looking at Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson has struggled in trying to get the ball going and getting it downfield and that's because he hasn't found that trust yet with his new interior guys and you know when you're running back you have to be able to understand how your your your, your interior blockers are blocking he hasn't got that yet not in the groove be weary of Chris Johnson all right Seahawks and the Colts another big one this week Andrew Luck playing against the Legion of Boom how are things going to go on Sunday when he looks over there and sees all those great players on defense I think you know our receivers know know what, what they're going up against and we you know I've got all the faith in the world in them and they know they're you know they'll run great routes you know Reggie Wayne's gotten open for 12 13 years he'll he'll, he'll get open you know TY's going to get open DHB's going to get open Fleener will get open
There's a reason why Andy Luck has a smile on his face, because he knows he's kidding. These guys aren't getting open against the Seahawks defense. I mean, what is he supposed to say? Like, nope, we're doomed. None of my guys are going to get open. <laughs> Everybody's we're gonna get... getting open. Nobody is getting open. I know a lot of you have been excited about Andy Luck's production this season, and why shouldn't you be? However, it is not going to come against the Seattle Seahawks. They win ugly on the road. There's a lot of guys at quarterback I'd start over him. I'd start Matthew Stafford over him. And I would start a young man named Russell Wilson over him. I understand. Russell Wilson excelled as a real quarterback. Not so much for your fantasy team, but realize he's going to start turning it on this week. I understand. Look, don't give me the stats. I know the Colts' defense is good, but look what Terrell Pryor did against them in week one. Russell Wilson can do the same. Make sure he's in your lineup. All right, Good, the the bell. Bell. getting it in right there. Saved by the bell. All right, getting in late, 11.35 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Chargers and the Oakland Raiders. Marcus, who wins? Who are you keeping an eye on? Well, I'm going with the Chargers in this one, 31-21. Oh I know you're looking for a reason to stay up late because you're having Breaking Bad withdrawals. This is your reason to stay up late and watch the NFL Network. And the guy that I'm keeping an eye on, Danny Woodhead. Woodhead, yo. Look at that Charger wide receiver. Tandem, that wide receiver group. The guys actually leading and receiving are the tight end Antonio Gates, and then Danny Woodhead is right behind him. He's a dual threat back. He can do a whole lot, and uh, Philip Rivers has been rejuvenated. Speaking of quarterbacks, Terrell Pryor is the guy you're looking at for the Oakland Raiders. Matt Flynn showed us last week that not everybody can take advantage of that Redskins defense. That was an important <laughs> lesson, and we appreciate that. Terrell Pryor's back in the lineup. That is good news for the Oakland Raiders. Chargers have been bad against quarterbacks so far this season. So if you've got a guy on a bye, maybe an RG3 or something, no Pryor's the guy you want to plug into that lineup. All right, I'm going to go watch that game at Uncle Jack's because he's got the massage chair. <laughs> yeah, just got to push that one guy off and I can sit and watch the game. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, both Rank and Akbar are undefeated in our NFL.com Experts Fantasy League, and they square off in Week 5. We're breaking down the giant showdown next. All I see is those C.J. Spiller points on my bench. Bills Browns, <laughs> Thursday Night Football, E.J. Manuel, Brian Hoyer. Neither would finish the game. Hoyer done for the year with a torn ACL, LCL sprain for Manuel. First quarter, Bills opening possession. It's Fred Jackson for the one-yard touchdown run. Fabs, we said start Fred Jackson. And one thing we're noticing is that he is the preferred goal line back for Doug Marone. Second quarter, Browns third and goal. It's Willis McGahee. Got to start getting him in your lineup. Touchdown. Too. I had McGahee in my lineup, and 26 carries. Didn't average a very good yards per carry, but uh, he produced in fantasy land. I think he had four more carries than yards. Here's the play <laughs> that I'm seeing in my sleep, Fab. C.J. Spiller, oh, all the way, all his fantasy production on this one run, sitting on my bench. 75% of his fantasy points last night came on that run. Third quarter, Browns trailing by seven. It's Brandon Whedon finding Josh Gordon for the 37-yard touchdown. Josh Gordon still a weapon, Fabs, even without Hoyer. If you drafted Josh Gordon right now, you are smiling all the way to the fantasy bank. Browns win at 37-24. Brandon Whedon, a nice game in relief of Hoyer. So you look at the fantasy points. Josh Gordon still gave you a pretty nice night. Wills McGahey gave you a better night than expected, as did C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson. It looks like both of these guys are going to be involved going forward. So Fred Jackson, a better play as time goes on. Our NFL.com Experts League has a huge matchup this week. A pair of undefeated heavyweights go at it with 4-0 Adam Rank taking on 4-0 Akbar Bajabiamila. For more on that matchup, let's send it over to Marcus and the guys. Thank you, Jason, although I think Adam is down to about cruiserweight at this point. There's been a lot of trash talking this week in our NFL.com Experts League. Two men enter the ring undefeated. Only one man leaves 5-0 and oh, as we have the champion Adam Rank and El Presidente against the challenger Akbar Bajabiamila. And coup d'etat. Gentlemen, any final words before we break this thing down? You are going down. I'm going to take your championship belt to prove that I'm great. I'm going to beat you by eight. Oh. 
Are you through? <laughs> yes, I'm through. A lot of people have stepped to me with that rhetoric, and all of them have left the same way, defeated. All right. I think that's good enough. Let's get started. Let's check this out. The starting lineups. Look at his team. Ain't Between ugly? these two teams. <laughs> <laughs> we will start at the quarterback position. Tony Romo against Michael Vick. Romo is a guy that a lot of us liked coming into the season, especially as a number two. He may have elevated himself to a low number one. But looking at this, got to go with Michael Vick. Nice. See, look at this. Look. So pretty. I mean, you look at this thing, and Romo, I think, is a good option, but the way that Giants defense has played this year, it's hard to go against Michael Vick. Great matchup for Michael Vick, and he's actually ranked fourth among fantasy quarterbacks in points scored, and kudos to Akbar for drafting him. He was very excited about him when the season started, and he's been paid off. Yeah, and I, and I think it also speaks to, to, speak to sticking with the guys that you know, the guys that you like. If you see a guy performing out on the field, stick with him. Don't be afraid to, to do something that's unnatural, like me playing Michael Vick over Cam Newton. Cam Newton sitting on my bench hasn't seen daylight yet. Oh, and we will move on to the running back spot. Jamal Charles against Reggie Bush. Charles is a guy who's had a fantastic year, but then again, so has Reggie. Looking at the matchups here, Sir Reginald Alfred Bush yeah, the see, second. That's what I'm talking about. He's going to be the guy to get the nod. chance against me. You know, I love Jamal Charles in most weeks, but that matchup against the Titans makes me a little nervous. That is a tough matchup. That Titans defense is no joke, especially at home. They really clamp down on running backs. They slow down offenses. I don't look for a lot of... Uh, yardage for the Chiefs in general in that game. So Reggie Bush is an excellent play. Yeah, and it's his versatility that mar- that's married with this offense that really makes Reggie Bush the it guy in fantasy right now. When you talk about supreme running backs, he can catch out of the backfield. He can run the ball now. He's showing that he can run in between the tackles. I like Reggie Bush. As long as he stays healthy, he's turning out to be a steal for fantasy owners. Moving on to the wide receiver spot, looking at it, Eric Decker against Anquan Bolden. Come on, and- give it to me. It's Bolden, the San Francisco 49ers. Come on. Go Eric, ahead, press the button. Eric Decker. What? You, how do you go against a Broncos wide receiver at this point in the season? You just can't, right? Be serious, Akbar. I'm, Eric I'm, Decker. I'm bewildered right now. <laughs> he clearly has the advantage here. Ever since that first week when everybody wanted to push the panic button on Eric Decker after he dropped his one touchdown pass, he's really turned it on and been a very reliable receiver. So Eric Decker has rewarded me. I've been hurt with injuries with Larry Fitzgerald, with Roddy White. Eric Decker has filled in. Admirable. Okay, you know what? Let me put my pride aside. I know Bolden's going up against the Houston Texans, but yes, you're right. When you look at Eric Decker in this offense, there's nobody that manages talent better than Peyton Manning. He's done it before when he was in Indianapolis, so I know he can do it again with this uh, great group of wide receivers that he has. All right, we will wrap up this breakdown by looking at the flex positions. Larry Fitzgerald against Wes Welker. You better not contradict yourself because you just said any of the re- – you better not. I'm telling you right now. Said, you got to go with the Broncos receiver. <laughs> Wes Welker about. gets the nod here. I mean, I just like I said, you can't go against the Bronco receiver at this yeah, point. All five, nine of them is really good, especially when he's playing <laughs> in space. I mean, nobody looks inside of a zone defense and knows the right spot to sit than Wes Welker. I think that's what gives him the upper edge on the other receivers because Peyton Manning trusts him when he's sitting there at that slot position. And – Scoring touchdown passes was not really a part of Wes Walker's game when he was in New England. He was a between-the-20s type of guy, but in Denver, he's now had six touchdown receptions so far on this very young season. He's up for a monster year. Yeah, it's a great – I look at that – I look at Fitzgerald, and I look at that matchup, and I don't like it. I'm going to go – I might go LeGarrette Blunt because I feel the ceiling with Fitzgerald is about 12 points. LeGarrette Blunt could actually get a couple of touchdowns this week. Well, we'll take a look at the entire matchup. A couple of guys have already gone. Jordan Cameron, not so great for Jackson. The huge night. I would have said before Thursday, maybe Adam Rank had the advantage here. But uh, with the way things have gone on Thursday night, 
There could be an overthrow of the fantasy government oh. coming up sometime <laughs> this weekend. For yeah. one Fred, week. At, at least, least for one Freddie week. Jackson stepped up big time for me in the absence of uh, Adrian Peterson. That was huge 21 points for him. And see, this is You're why welcome. This is why we simulate the game. I tell you games. to play Fred Jackson. You tell me to sit Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Remember, you can follow along and track the big matchup on Sunday by going to NFL.com slash Experts League. When we return, we have fantasy royalty in the house. Super Bowl 35 champion Jamal Lewis stops by to put his mark on NFL Fantasy Live. Stick around. We'll be back after this. He has gone over 2,000 yards. He now has 2,000 yards on the season. Now he's running for more than 2,000 yards. He's running back in mortality. One of the more exclusive clubs in all of sports, the 2,000 rushing yards in a single NFL season club. You see Jamal Lewis's name right there with 2,066 yards in 2003. He joins us now on NFL Fantasy Live. Jamal, welcome. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. You know, we were just talking about your big 295-yard record-setting game a couple seconds ago off camera, and you said that game should have been 340. Oh, yeah, it should have been 340, but uh, we had, had a late penalty that had nothing to do with the play that actually bought 40 yards back. So it uh, should have been over, over 295 and probably would have took me over uh, Eric Dixon as well. Wow, and confidently I can say that if you started Jamal Lewis that week, you probably won in your fantasy league. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a good It was a good week, I yeah, must like, say. Like Peyton week one at one of this year. Right, yeah. Now, it wasn't too long ago you played and, and, and people relied on their running backs, 300 carries a, game, uh, a year. Now we've seen that so devolve over the last few years. Is that era ever going to come back? Um, I really don't think it's going to come back. This league has really changed. It's went more to a passing league. I think the last draft that we just had really proved that to us with the running back not going in the first round. But if you look at the days when I came out, you had Fred Taylor, you had Eddie George, uh, you had guys like that, Corey Dillon, that was the workhorse back, the feature back. And right now, you don't really have that anymore. You know, I'm just having memories of, of all those backs that you named because back when you were in your salad days, I mean, it was so much easier to draft a fantasy team because you knew – Jamal was going to see 300 carries, and Eddie was going to see 300 carries. Nowadays, you have to worry about the committee. And I also wonder, as a running back, was it hard for you to get into a groove if you were splitting carries with another player? Oh, yeah, most definitely. That, that kind of happened more later on in my career. It happened. But at the same time, you know, I was used to getting the ball 25, 30 times a game. First half, I was used to kind of setting things up. And then the second half, going out there and basically having it all down and being able to run, run for those yards and run around people. But nowadays, you really can't do that. You really have to go out, get what you can get done in 15 carries because it's going to be split. I feel so nostalgic, man. There's a tear coming to my eye. I miss those days. Yeah, we'll, take, we'll take a look at the stats. You want to see how it's been going down, running backs with 300-plus carries year by year. It is a stark downward trend. Just as recent as 2006, you had 10. Now we're seesawing between four and five. Where we are at 2012 right now, the number could go down even more this year considering all the committees. Guys like C.J. Spiller on one. But it's not all doom and gloom. Jamal's got some big guys you think are on the rise this season, and you like no Sean Marino. Yeah, I really like Noshan Marino. Why I like Noshan Marino? Because I played with a quarterback like Peyton Manning. Uh, I played with him at Tennessee. He's going to open up the gaps for you. He's going to leave six men in the box so you can go in there. As a good running back, you should be able to know what you have to do, know your job, know your blocking assignments, and make that thing a little bit more easier for you to get and churn up those yards. And I think what people out there who play fantasy just casually don't understand is how good he is as a pass protector. And you know that if you're a good pass protector at a running back position, 
They keep you on the field longer. Oh, yeah, you're going to stay in the game. You're going to stay in the game. I was one of those guys where I wasn't that great of a pass protector, so I would probably come out on third downs. But being able to be in there with Peyton, you're going to have to be able to protect him. And I think that does keep you on the field longer to get some of those third down runs, those, those draws and things of that nature. Now, you're big on Darren Sproles as well, coming off a big week last week. Well, think about it with Sproles. He's playing on the uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is probably arguably the second second best quarterback in the league right now, 36 yards behind uh, behind Peyton Manning. And uh, I think he's going to be able to be spread out. He's going to catch passes out in the open. They're going to be able to motion him out in the slot. He's going to be able to take handoffs as well. And I think he's going to also get that six, seven-man box that a guy like him, small as he is, he can really get in there and rip it up and, and really get those points. And he showed you what he could do last week. He just had an enormous game uh, against the Miami Dolphins. So Darren Sproles, especially in a PPR league where you get points for catches, he's gold. Yeah, so. guys like Mark Ingram, Pierre Thomas, less of the running game than you thought. Oh, yes. so there's more opportunities there. And Doug Martin has been crushing a lot of fantasy owners so far. Everybody drafted him really high. He's had a tough start to the season, but you see good things ahead. I see some good things ahead with him, mainly because of the fact of the quarterback situation with Mike Glenn in there. I think that he can really get out there and really take advantage of not having a quarterback the same way that Adrian Peterson did last year in, uh, in uh, with Ponder. Uh, the reason why uh, uh, I think Adrian Peterson was able to go over 2,000 yards is because he got a chance to get those extra carries. So if Doug Martin can really take advantage of that, I think with Ernest Bynum as his coach, quietly helped me go for 2,000 yards and Chris Johnson to go for 2,000 yards in Tennessee. I think that he can really go out there and churn up those yards. And the first thing that fantasy owners probably think is that defenses are now going to stack the box against Doug Martin. Is that going to happen? Well, I think they will a little bit, but at the same time, hey, he's a big back. He can really churn it up. He showed that last year that he can really hit the hole. Get him the ball and get him going. Let him touch the ball 25, 30 times a game, and then you can see what'll happen. All right, now you guys on your board, you have a couple of guys you recommend here. Uh, in addition to, I suppose you got Reggie Bush on there, who's been playing like a first-round pick. But here's Ryan Matthews, who has forever been a disappointment. Yeah, Ryan Matthews, he's a big back. But big backs usually sometimes they, they kind of can be a little fragile. Uh, but at the same time, he's a 225, 230-pound back that can really turn it up. If Phillip Rivers can keep having the games like he had last week, I think they just can really open it up for Ryan Matthews to really turn up the yards if he can get the carries. I've divorced Ryan Matthews. <laughs> I'm done with him. You know what? I hope he does well. I'm done. He After doesn't have a good season, relationship with a lot of I'm people. I'm finished. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> All right, Jamal, you're staying busy. Also, uh, post-football life expert, eval.com. Tell us about it. Uh, what I did was I took the NFL protocols on evaluating talent. And what I did was kind of narrow that down to the high school level and bought on guys like Steve Atwater, Willie McGinnis, uh, Jamie Dukes, Cordell Stewart, so they can give that expert eye and help evaluate these kids to help them develop so they can actually get better on the field uh, through their whole path to development. All right, best of luck. And tell us when these guys are going to be fantasy stars so we can get ahead of the curve on them. Absolutely. <laughs> I very appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks a Thanks, lot. Jamal. All right, we return on NFL Fantasy Live. Adam Rank runs through his likes, dislikes, and with four teams on a bye, we've got the plug-and-play spot starts that make all the difference on Sunday. We roll on. Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here. Every Friday, I publish my weekly likes and dislikes in fantasy football, movies, Sons of Anarchy, and so much more. This week, there's a special appearance by Tiffany Thiessen. Yeah, you won't want to miss that. But anyways, let's get to the fantasy football. My first like of the week, Michael Vick. I would start Vic over every quarterback other than the three Wisemen, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers. But why Vic? Well, he does rank fourth among fantasy quarterbacks this season, and he's going up against the New York Giants, who have allowed a league-high 10 touchdown passes this year. A quarterback I don't like this week is Colin Kaepernick. I'm not ready to jump off the Kaepernick bandwagon just yet. 
but he's my number 12 quarterback this week. The main reason is the matchup against the Houston Texans, who have allowed the fewest passing yards this year. I expect the 49ers to go out the Texans like the Seahawks did last week and run the ball a ton. So Kaepernick, you're on the bench. I like Ray Rice a lot this week. Sure, the Ravens ignored the ground attack against the Bills in week four, but that means only one thing for this week, an overcorrection. It's my favorite. The Ravens have the Dolphins this week, who have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to running backs, so he is a great start. I don't like Dwayne Bowe. He's really let us down this season as he ranks 46th amongst fantasy receivers. Actually, well, I didn't think he was that good. Bo has had just two touchdown passes in his last 13 games, and he's going against the Titans, who have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to receivers. And finally, I like Jordy Nelson. You grabbed him in the middle rounds of your drafts, and he's rewarded you as he scored at least nine points every week. Well, not last week because he was on a bye. So make sure he's in your lineup this week because he scored 17 touchdowns in his last 16 home games. All right, let's go to the board. And there you see Michael Vick and, of course, my guy, Tony Romo. We talked about him earlier, 19 points in each of the last two weeks. Ray Rice, Jordy Nelson, Kaepernick, sorry, Carson Palmer, Richard Mendenhall, not liking you this week. And now it's time to send it over to Jason Smith and the fellows for some week five spot starts. Thank you, Mr. Rank. That's right. Time now for our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight. Spot starts the week. These may be players you never start again after this week, but because of the buys, you have issues, you may be starting them. Akbar, give me a guy you're playing this week. Well, I'm looking at Keenan Allen from the San Diego Chargers. He's going up against the Oakland Raiders, of course, on our network. But when I look at Keenan Allen, he knows how to use his big body frame. And and when I look at this Oakland Raiders defense, I mean, this is a defense right now that is giving up uh, 300 yards uh, reception yards for the last two or three home games. And so I look at that and say, boy, who is the eligible guy now that Malcolm Floyd is out? It's Keenan Allen. He's well. He works well with those slant routes. I think Phillip Rivers is going to be dumping it off to him a lot. Look for Keenan Allen to put up some big numbers. Yeah, and Rivers talked about the trust he had in him. Now, you saw that 31-yard pass play where Rivers underthrew the football. He came back for it. Now he's got trust in Keenan Allen, which is a pretty big deal. All right, Mr. Rank, uh, give us your uh, big spot start of the week this week. Well, I, w- I don't want to pile on the Oakland Raiders here, but I will go with Danny Woodhead for a similar reason to what Akbar was talking about. This is just a great matchup. And if you've seen Woodhead over the last couple of weeks, he's really started to involve himself into that offense. His fantasy points have increased in each of the last three weeks. And I understand it's a little bit of a tough matchup, but he is a good start going forward. And I'm going to give you a little stat. In week one, Eddie Royal, two touchdowns against the Houston Texans. The following week, three touchdowns. But, okay, does that mean it's going to be, you know, the same for Danny Woodhead? Maybe, maybe not. And good news for uh, hardcore viewers of NFL Network, that'll be the last time I do that joke. So, Jason, (laughs) you know what? I'm going to do it Sunday. So, I'm sorry. One more time. But, Jason, how about a spot start from you? All right. This is kind of a tough one because he's been struggling the last couple of weeks. But this is a great time for Sam Bradford to finally step back up and be the guy he was the first couple weeks of the year. He's going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have allowed nine passing touchdowns this year. That's the third most in the league, seven of them in the last couple of weeks. If he's ever going to break out, if you need a quarterback, Bradford's the guy this week. Still believe in him as being someone who can break out. He's been in a bad slump, but he's got the talent. You've seen him do it earlier on this season. He does it again on Sunday, and he's widely available. Pick him up. Over 80% of leagues, you can go get him in. Marcus, give me a guy for you. You were right on last week. He gave us Marlon Brown. He was terrific. Uh, keep the hot streak going. Well, you go with Sam Bradford for the Rams. I'm going with one of his targets. I'm going with Jared Cook this week. I mean, in fantasy, you pray on the week. 
Who's weaker than the Jacksonville Jaguars right now? The St. Louis Rams cannot run the football. And as long as they can't run the football, they're going to continue to throw it. Jerry Cook was great at the start of the year. Had a nice game against the 49ers. Not, very go- not going very deep down the field. A lot of intermediate routes, but they can look deeper down the field for him. He's seen six or more targets in each game this season. I think Jerry Cook gets a lot more looks from Sam Bradford this week, and they continue to pick on what's a weak Jaguars defense. All right, so those are our spot starts. Let's take a look at our fantasy spot starts predictions board. You are projecting. Akbar, 9.4 fantasy points. You are consistent, my friend, with what you are picking. Well, you, you look at Keenan Allen, eight points last week. I think he's just going to bump it up a little bit. He's slowly starting to get better with Phillip Rivers. No other reason why it's 9.4? Uh, no, I didn't wear number 94 growing up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those are our Hotels.com fantasy spotlight spot starts of the week. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, you asked, we'll answer. We're going rapid fire through all of your Sunday start questions. We are back after this. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Plenty of news to get to to get you ready for the weekend. But first, how is weather going to affect all the Sunday tilts? We bring in NFL Fantasy Live meteorologist Jim Kosick from ABC4 Salt Lake City with all the latest. Mr. Kosick, take it away. And you better believe there will be. So, the old one-two punch guns coming at us, guys. Storm number one. Over my right shoulder here. Storm 2 is a tropical system named Karen. And if I arm you with science, the steering flow around storms is counterclockwise. So it draws it all the way up in this fashion here. That means anywhere from Green Bay down through the Music City, we have wet weather on the docket. What's it all mean for a forecast, you may say? Well, the chef's great googly moogly will head to Nashville. And there's a shower thunderstorm on occasion. It's not bad temperature-wise, that's for sure. But we're not done yet because up at Lambeau, even though it's not a frozen tundra, temps are falling throughout the game. Ah, that wind is nasty. But there's not much in terms of wet weather. Meanwhile, Ravens, Finns, whoo, be sweating thinking about this one with the actual humidity, but there's also the uh, Patriots, Bengals, shower, thunderstorm on occasion, wind out of the southwest, huffing and puffing all the time, and the Saints, a dome team, going to Chicago. Again, nothing terribly cold, but the wind and the threat of a shower, that's in. So, the bottom line. And it's not that some players will have a bad game, but those that can, I call out. Garrett Hartley, great kicker, but in the wind... At Soldier Field, careful. Last time Tompkins was in the rain, remember the Jets? Mm Mm-hmm. Seven targets, caught two of them. Great stats now, but with that rain, small hands, wet ball, do the math for crying out loud. And big backs such as LeGarrette here, they tumble like a pile of bricks. They don't have any flashy, dancing moves, so that's a concern there. Matthew Stafford with the ball fluttering, that's shades of Scott Mitchell. And Andy Reid and the Chiefs, awesome But the problem here, they're playing in the rain for the first time this year. So I'm calling out the whole stinking team. And Ray Rice coming off a hip injury with that humidity? Ah, I'm passing, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Mr. Kosick. Now we got a lot of guys to get to as you get set for Week 5 domination. Going to put a couple of minutes on the clock. These are the most popular questions asked on Fantasy Genius on NFL.com. So we'll kick things off. Marcus, who do you start this week, Cam Newton or Phillip Rivers? I'm going with Phillip Rivers. Just stay with the hot hand. He's got a good matchup against the Raiders. Yeah, Phillip Rivers has been playing way too well. you got to start him. Hey, I have Cam Newton. I'm playing Michael Vick over him. Go Phillip Rivers. Better flex. 
Daniel Thomas or Justin Blackman? I'm going with Daniel Thomas here. I think Daniel Thomas is going to get some uh, red zone looks here, and I'm staying away from Blackman. I'm going to go with Justin Blackman just in case if Cecil Shorts can't play. I'm staying with Justin Blackman. He was targeted a lot at the end of last year. I think that continues. I'm saying Justin Blackman. I'm sorry. It's going to come at the expense of Cecil Shorts. Who should I start, Julius Thomas or Gonzalez? I'm starting Julius Thomas. The way that Broncos offense is working, why not? And did you see the way they're clamping down on Tony Gonzalez? I go with Julius Thomas. Yeah, I'm going to go with Julius Thomas here. All right, Rashad Jennings or Andre Ellington? I think these are popular questions because it's my week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go Ellington. I mean, because I, I think we already know that he's going to be competing with uh, Mendenhall now, so I'm going to go Ellington. I want a reason to watch that late game, so I'm going to go with Jennings. <laughs> I'm going with Ellington in the past when Jennings has been the man. He just has not produced. Yeah, Ellington could be just a game away from uh, seizing that job. Better stash, Percy Harvin or Michael Crabtree? I'm going with Michael Crabtree. The Niners are looking for another wide receiver to throw to. I think he's going to be that guy when he comes back. Marcus Lord had Percy. <laughs> stash Percy Harvin. Yeah, I'm going right there with you. I'm going stash Percy Harvin. He's too dynamic. All right, some rapid fire starts and sits. Let's go. Starter sit, Eli Manning. I sit. Start of this, the only time to start it. If you don't start him now, when do you start him? This is true. <laughs> Maurice Jones Drew. I think you start Maurice Jones Drew against the Rams. Not a lot of good number one running back start MJD. Sid, I have not been cool on MJD the whole year. <laughs> Sid, right, yeah. You cool on Dwayne Bow starting him? No, Sid Dwayne Bow too. <laughs> <laughs> I said cut him. Get rid of him. I'm definitely not playing. I'm sitting. Well, the guy's hot. He had his first touchdown since 2011. Okay, Jason Snelling, starter Sid. I'm sitting Jason Snelling. When somebody like Jason Snelling burns you, you cut him. <laughs> Sit him. <laughs> All right, real quick, Mike Wallace, starter Sid. You know, I don't like him. Sit him. Bench. Sit him. All right, there we go. <laughs> that does it for us on NFL Fantasy Live. A big thanks to Jamal Lewis for stopping by. Remember, if you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out our NFL Fantasy Live podcast at NFL.com slash podcast. We'll see you Sunday morning, 1130 a.m. Eastern on NFL Red Zone and NFL.com with all the latest fantasy news leading up to kickoff. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.